what you have began. Continue to pray. Your presence will take over, over the scriptures, over the meditation that we are about to do. Father, there is none equal to your name in our sanctuary. We give you glory and honor. Thank you, Lord. And in Jesus' matchless name we pray. Everybody shout an amen together. Come on, shout it out, church. Shout it out, church. Shout it out, church. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm so thankful for the entire team. Can we actually put our hands together once again? Let the Lord uh, continue to bless and lead them and be with them and strengthen them. Brother Sheldon and his entire team have been a blessing to our community. Um, they've been ministering, and uh, this is their last Sunday here in Dallas. And after this, they are uh, in Houston, and uh, they are beginning their America on Wheels journey. Um, you know, it's been a blessing to know their entire team and all that they do for the Lord's kingdom. There are things that not everybody can do. What they can do, I cannot. What I can, nobody else can. It's always good to see what people are doing for the extension of His kingdom. We become part of the big kingdom perspective. And I believe and I pray that each one of us in this room, it might be a small number here, but people, wherever you are, I pray and I believe that we become part of the kingdom perspective of God. Only then we become part of a larger network of what God is about to do. I'm so thankful for the entire team because they've been a blessing for millions in India and across uh, through, 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 through the music albums that they re release, through the worship atmospheres that they encounter, they enable the churches, believers to encounter. They've been a blessing. And you heard a little bit of uh, Brother Sheldon's testimony here that only a person who has been delivered out of the clutches of the enemy can rejoice the way he rejoices, can bring out songs to rejoice and make everybody know and make everybody understand that there was something that struck my life to buy me out of the bondage and keep me as a, a, a fr uh, inherited freedom in Jesus' name. And that is the story that these guys, these young boys are taking around America. And I pray and to Towards the end of our service, we will lay hands on them and we will pray. We will bless them and we pray that wherever they go, let them be a blessing for God's kingdom. Brother Jasper and his family, I've, been, I've known them for the last two years, ever since we met at the AG conference. They ministered at an AG church back in uh, London. I pray God's blessings. Sana was here. Such a good blessing to minister with Sana this morning here at church. Uh, we've been together at SABC and meeting probably after 11, 10, 11 years. Uh, God has been good. They all ministered in Bombay and different places, in different churches. May the Lord continue to bless each one of you. This morning, I want to take your attention towards a scripture portion and, uh, 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 and, and kind of prepare our church for the next seven days. Next seven days, we are going to be on a time of um, uh, fasting and prayer in our church. It's going to be a time of fasting and prayer. And I believe this will be a season for us to re-equip ourselves, rededicate ourselves and walk into the presence of God. And I've always mentioned this at our church. The fasting prayer is not a time of arm twisting God. You don't fast and pray just to arm twist God and to get what you want. But you fast and pray so that your heart is nurtured in the presence of God for you to be prepared to receive what He has 
has kept in store for us. So we don't come to God's presence fasting and pray. So you know, I'm, I'm twisting God with my will and my decisions. But we are just saying that God, all I want to do is during this season of my time, I want to come closer. And towards the end of Brother Sheldon's worship leading, he used those words, which is actually the title of my sermon. And it's so correctly Holy Spirit works. And I never shared my title with him. I never had the chance of sharing my message with them. But I believe it's the Spirit of the Lord that unites us when we minister to the same God. Hallelujah. I believe I minister the same God as he ministers, his team, and every single person here. And this morning, I want to bring your attention towards a topic that I want to bring, uh, take us and navigate. It is how close is closer. How close is closer? You know, many year, days ago, I was traveling uh, from a house visiting and uh, it was late at night. And uh, as we were traveling, we saw a beautiful moon outside. And Josiah is like, Dada, can you take me closer to the moon? I'm like, how closer do you want to go? How closer? He understands that, that, you know, it is something that we can drive. Because we were driving on the direction of the moon. He said that, Dada, can we go closer to the moon? How close it's closer. You know, I mean, the moon is closer probably when I started my journey at Colony. And I, when I reached, uh, uh, you know, Saxe, you know, it's the same distance probably. But how close is closer and how close do you want to get? It is a deliberate action that you put into in your spiritual life. That how close you can get into God's presence. And most time that we come across people who are just standing at the periphery, who are just standing at the outskirts and they are complaining about a different stuff. They have a, a vague image of a blurry image of what is happening. But when you get closure, number one, your image get perfected. Number two, when you get closure, your voice, the voice that you're hearing becomes more clearer and very sharp. In the scriptures in Luke chapter 24, I believe, you know, you don't have to read that. I'm just sharing here. People came closer to where Jesus was because he was speaking the word of God. Because they were standing afar and they could not listen or they could not hear what God was actually sharing about them or for them in their future life. But people thrown closer, they came closer. So coming closer is a deliberate action. And as I'm speaking this word today, I want you to understand where do you stand in God's presence? Are you in the outskirts? I mean, people are seated in the church, but they're not in the church. Come on, let's be honest, right church? Oh, come on. We see people always there are in the church. They might be standing right here, right next to the altar, but they are still not there because they are focused somewhere. How close can you get closer to be in the presence of God? How close is closer for you? How close do you have to come back? In the story of the prodigal son or the prodigal father, the lavish, reckless father, the lavish father who, who threw out his love for his ch child, his son. In the story we understand from the far distance, the son just had a vague image of what the reception might look like. He only wanted to come back as a slave, as a servant in the house. But when he got closer and closer and closer to his father, all he understood was the father no longer treats him as a slave, but the father treats him as a son. And the father put his best royal robes on him. He put the best new sandals on him. He put his own finger on, on, on ring on his finger saying that this is my beloved son. How far are you today? May I suggest that this season and this fasting prayer, the theme, and I posted this in our church group network 
so that we may have conversations or we may understand this seven days will be a time of coming closer to God. Coming closer to God. Some people come closer to God, but they drive everybody else outside. They are so heavenly minded of no earthly use. Come on. Let, me, let, me, let us be very honest in our churches. They are so heavenly minded. Oh, They are very heavenly minded, very punctual. But you have no use of earthly value. Let's change that a bit. This next seven days of our fasting prayer, let's engage in God's presence and ask Him, God, all I want to do is draw me nearer and nearer to Thy saving cross, O Lord. Thy saving grace. I want to step forward. I want to walk closer to get a good picture of who You are, what You want me to hear, what You want me to see, O Lord. Thank You for what You have begun to do. But that's not enough. I am making a move closer to You. Let's look into James chapter 4, verse 8. James chapter 4, verse 8. James chapter 4, verse 8. It says, draw near to God and he might draw near to you. That, is that how it says? What is it? He will draw near to God and he will. Can I tell you that's a promise right there. The moment you make a decision in your life, Lord, enough is enough that I have spent my life outskirts, standing in the periphery, looking at vague, blurry images. Father, but this point, I make a decision in my life that my friend foot is forward and I'm making a comeback in my life to getting back to see what you have ordained in my life. Bible says, draw closer to God and He will. That's a promise. Come on, that's a promise. I love people who will keep promises. They make promises and they keep promises. Come on. There are a lot of people who have made promises, but you've never kept your promises. But I love the, the goodness of Jesus Christ. Whatever He says, He has to fulfill because there is no lie in Him. That's the attribute of who God is. He cannot lie. Just imagine he says something, he has to do it because he has to keep his word for who he is. The reason is every single word that comes out of his mouth will have to replenish in the things that he does in our life. It brings life. That's the power in the word of God. And he says, draw near to me. Draw near to me. And this morning I'm asking our church, draw near. In what are the areas we can draw near to God? In what are the ways we can draw near to God? Of course, there are Christianist terms that we could use. Pray more, read Bible more, fast more. All that things is really good and helpful. But at the same time, what are the things that you see lack in your life that has kept you away from the presence of God? And what are the areas where you can say, God, I make a bold decision to walk closer to you. Make closer to you. Can I tell you, when you come closer to God, His glory is revealed in you. That is what happened when, in the Old Testament, I'm just taking your attention, that in the Old Testament, we all know the story, God called uh, Moses and said, Moses, come up with me. Where? On the mountaintop. But the rest, everybody, stay in the valley. There's another 12 groups of people who came, 24 of them, who went with Him on the mountain, but they did not go to the place where the glory was revealed. How close can you get? You know, there are people in the valley. Yes, of course, there are people in the valley. There are the 24 who went with him to the next camping site. But only Moses went closer to God. And the Bible says when he came down, 
His face was radiating with the glory. When you go closer to God, something of God will come over your life. Do you, is that true? Praise the Lord. So when you come down after an encounter experience with God, when you come down after a breakthrough experience with God that is revealed in your lifestyle, that is revealed in the way you talk and behave, and that is revealed in the way you do your engagements outside the church body. Inside the church, we can be very religious. We can wear a religious dress and walk around in front of everybody. But when nobody is watching, how close are you to God? When nobody is really there, how close is our heart towards God? When nobody is actually with us, how close are we with God? You know, when I grow closer, when, you know, it's so funny. Sorry, Anisha, that I'm going to mention this. And as being a pastor, being, being a pastor, all our examples come from house, right? Home. <laughs> so my wife told me the other day, I'm going to be very careful with you because you will, I don't know when you will share our experiences and testimonies out during your sermon and Josiah doesn't understand much so I can use him as long as he doesn't understand. <laughs> I had a friend, a pastor, he uses his family as the example during his sermon illustrations and stuff, you know. But uh, so he made, the family made a decision. They said, every time dad uses my name, dad gives me $15. Wow. That, is, that is too much. So Josiah has not reached that level yet. So I can, I can use it. But what I'm trying to share here is, Anisha, the other day, I was working upstairs. And Anisha was downstairs in the kitchen. And she had prepared uh, the food. And, you know, as normal as, the, I don't know about the other wife, maybe, yes. But, you know, I was working upstairs. And something about me is, if I'm doing something, don't disturb me. Let me finish what I'm doing. And after that, I'll come down for the lunch or dinner, whatever you call me. So she had already prepared and everything is on the table. And she's like, Achicha, the food is ready. I'm upstairs working. But because I'm upstairs working, you know what happened? I didn't actually hear her clearly. I was in my room working on some stuff that was going on. And I didn't hear her clearly. But when I opened the door and walked outside, getting closer to where she was, that's when I hear clearly that she is saying, and now the voice and the tone is changing to where it should norm normally be in a house. Come on, I'm being very honest with our church this morning. I don't know about y'all. Y'all look very spiritual this morning. Come on, guys. I don't know how you fake it, man. When I got closer... I could hear the conversations much in a sweet voice, in a nicer way than I should when I got closer. She didn't have to yell when I got closer. God uses traumatic situations in our life to actually bring our attention back to Him. It might be a loud voice, a loud sound in our terms. That sickness, that derailment of your job, that stuff that you're facing within your family, it might be a loud noise, but pay attention close enough. Make that bold step in your life to walk closer to where the father is. Martha was very worried about all she could cook and do in the kitchen, but there's only one person she understood at the father's feet is where I receive my grace and mercy. Oh, come on. There's a sinful lady. She was sinful in the sight of everybody. But at the sight of Father, she was ready to humble herself, pour out the perfume. And she said, Father, I am a sinner for everybody else. But at the Father's feet, I have mercy. I don't know whom I'm talking to, but you need to come closer to God. 
Next seven days of our fasting prayer, there are different pastors who come here and I pray that the voice of God will talk through them into our church community, whatever message they bring. But I want us to understand the theme of the next seven days of our fasting prayer is, Lord, draw me closer to you. Morning, five o'clock, we start our prayer with Brother George and his entire team. We pray. And I believe from morning onwards, when we start our fasting prayer for the next seven days, I pray that, Lord, you will close, bring us closer and closer and closer to it. Seven days in the fasting prayer, Praise the Lord. That characteristics of God. The attributes of God. Who God is. He's a loving father. He's a gracious Lord. I don't understand how people, you know, you talk about church, you talk about love, you talk about grace inside the church, but you don't show grace to anybody else outside. You are faking Christian. Come on, get rid of that. Let us be more closer. As we come closer to God, as we come closer to God, we hear what He wants us to hear. We see the picture very clearly. There are people who are standing aside, they're standing away. You are probably standing on plainer road. Some of you, you are just on 75 corridor. Come closer, brother. Come closer, brother. Come closer, brother. Some, you know, the other day, I'm not going to mention the name. The other day, some one brother called me and asked me, Come closer and see what is happening. <laughs> I said that in Malayalam. It was, you know, what is happening here? Come closer. You will see. You will see. Are you understanding? I'm sorry. But yes, come closer. God is in this house. God is in this place. This next seven days. I have more scriptures to preach, but I don't want to go in that area. Simple message, come closer to God. That's more than enough for us today. Lord, draw me nearer to you so that I become who you are. Abide in me that you may be fruitful in your life. My friends, this fasting and prayer in the life of every single one of your life, I pray in Jesus' name that you will bear fruits. Fruits that reveal the glory of God, who He is. We will abide. Come on, somebody. We will abide in Him to bear fruits. Can I have the worship team as we go on, as we transition in, as we move on? But I want you all to understand, this is the time where we recognize and understand, Lord, draw me nearer to you. Draw me nearer to you. Draw me near. My heart is, Lord, Lord, my heart was far away, but draw me Draw me nearer. Father, I want to see your glory. I want to see you. Can, can I tell you something? Esther was the queen, but still she did not have access to the king. Esther was the queen, no doubt about it. But still she didn't have the access and the boldness to come. You know what Hebrews help us to understand? I'm going to read that scripture. Hebrews 4, 16 says, Let us with confidence... Draw near to the throne of grace. Let us be called. Esther was the queen. Can I tell you? You and me seated here. You are the prince and the princess of the most high God. You are the children of the living God. Why are you standing outside? His grace is extended. The scepter of His grace is extended for our life. Walk closer. Can we all stand up? Walk closer. Walk closer to God. 
this morning to make a commitment to God's presence and God's presence. In God's presence, God, I am here to walk closer to you. Not like Esther who was filled with so much uh, fear in our heart. What will the king say? What will the people say? What will happen? Can I tell you, Esther, if you walk closer to the king, you will become an answer for generations to come. Children of God, you're the answer in this world. Walk into the throne room of grace. Walk into the throne room of grace. Let us now, with confidence, walk closely. Come closer to the presence of God. How close is closer? How close is closer? Finally, coming closer to God can be done only by you. Coming closer to God can be done only by you. Because the father is close to God, son does not have to become. Because the mother is close to God, father doesn't have to become. It is an intentional approach that each one of us make. Lord, I make a decision here to come closer to thy throne room. And everybody under my voice right now, in physical form, right here or online, wherever you are, but make a decision right now, Lord, I am coming close to thy heart. I'm coming close. I'm coming close.